Recently, I feel I made a mistake in recommending a new television series to a friend who is a Christian. After I recommended this episode to her, I I didn't feel right. I really felt I'd done something not good. I didn't know exactly how to handle it. I could contact her and recommend she not watch it. I think that would make her want to watch it even more. So I did nothing. But I never felt right about it. I can't remember praying even for God to show me what to do. If I had prayed, he might have shown me to write to her or what to do. But I did nothing. I received an email from her after she had watched the episode. And she really wasn't talking about the episode. She was talking about things that she had seen like this when she did psychiatric nursing. And I knew immediately that I had caused her to think on the past, to think on the sadness of her past life and the sadness that she saw other people going through. And I was sorry. And I did pray on what to do, and I felt very strongly I should apologize to her for recommending this episode, which took her back to her past experiences that she had seen before she was born again. The Apostle Paul said of himself in Philippians chapter 3, he counted himself not to have arrived, But this one thing he did, he said, forgetting those things that are past, I press forward unto those things which are before. And if anyone is of God, let them have that mind to press forward in the new life, the new creation. And that's absolutely the way I saw it after my error. We should be living. In the new creation, our old life is dead. It's over. The new life is the one we go forward in. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. It's like you died the minute you were born again. And you have a completely new life. And that scripture says, You are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And there is a place in Hebrews 11 which says, If they had been thinking on the life they came out of, the country they came out of, they might have had an opportunity to return. 
And I felt very strongly this would be the reason some would fail to endure to the end and would slip back into the worldly life because that we know by the scripture some will leave the faith and go back to the life they had before. Thinking on things of the past. So it's unwise to do that. We go forward as this new creation, born again, created in God. And it says, and behold, all things are new. The only answer for anyone is God. Christ the Word. They set up all types of things in the world to try to help people. But I have, since I've been born again in 1975, all these years I have avoided going into the past. One of my cousins, I'm sure she's dead now, but one of my cousins was a Church of Christ member. And after her husband died, she wanted so much for me to come visit her. And I said, I'll be happy to come visit her, visit you, if we can speak about things of God. Well, she got very angry with me and sent me a letter showing her anger. She said, I don't know what happened to you. You were such a cute little girl with all those curls and everything, I don't know what happened to you. Well, the thing that happened to me is I was born again when I was about 37 years old. And my life was completely changed from the life I had in childhood. Another one of my cousins wanted me to come visit her, and she was in her 80s at the time, and I really seriously thought about going there. We didn't live in the same town. I thought about going to see her, and then she said, oh, more than anything, I would like you to come visit me. And she said, we could talk about our childhood in Broadview, where we lived. Well, that caused me to cancel all thinking about going to visit her. And then she said something else. She said, after all, your roots are in Broadview. No, they're not. I didn't say anything to her. I I just said nothing. My roots are not in the place where I lived as a child. My roots are in Christ because I have been recreated as a new, born-again creature. When I see those television commercials where they're all so excited because they have subscribed to some ancestry thing where they will look up your ancestors and give you a report of your ancestors, who they were, where they lived, what they did. I'm just shocked when I see that advertisement. I'm not interested in who my ancestors were or what they did in this life or where they lived. 
I'm interested in one thing about my ancestors. Was that ancestor born again? And I am fortunate to be able to say one of my aunts was. And when I think of her, I don't think of her under a grave or in a grave because she's not there. The thing that's in a grave are her locks of hair, her dead body. At the minute the person dies, the spirit leaves the body. One of my cousins called me to tell me her husband had died. And she's not a, she wasn't a church person at that time. I think she was born again a little bit later. But she told me Thurman died. She said, I was in the room with him. And he reached over and patted my hand and fell asleep. I said, that's what death is, falling asleep. When Lazarus died, Jesus said to the disciples, Lazarus has fallen asleep. And they thought he meant natural sleep, and they said to Jesus, well, if he sleeps, he does well. And Jesus said, no, Lazarus is dead. See, death is simply falling asleep. At the time that person falls asleep, the Bible shows us that he falls asleep, not in the dead body, for the body without the spirit is dead. That spirit leaves that body and sleeps in Jesus until Jesus returns to gather all the dead in Christ. I think this is more likely what happens. Death comes, the spirit leaves the body and goes to be with Jesus and sleeps in Jesus. We have a scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that tells us that spirit sleeps in Jesus, in Christ. And when Jesus returns, he comes with a loud voice, a shout. Have you ever heard of a voice that wakes the dead? Well, literally, that's what happens. The voice of Jesus will awaken that person that is asleep. And in that new body, which is a spirit, that person will awaken and go to the new heaven and new earth, which is created by God for those who belong to him. That's Revelation 21. The Apostle John was given a vision showing him the new heaven and the new earth, and he speaks about that in Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. I don't believe that spirit is in the dead body any longer. I think you can even look in the casket and tell the spirit of that person that you once knew is not there. Now that should be comforting. That person is not in a dead body buried under the ground. 
I never think of my parents, who are both dead, I never think of them as being in a cemetery in a grave under the ground. I don't believe it. The spirit leaves the body and falls asleep in Christ. It's a miracle. But I never see them in a grave. I never visit a graveyard. I don't testify to death. I testify to resurrection. My whole being is a testimony to the resurrection of the dead, not to graveyards as the pagans do. In a little while, we will review certain scriptures which should show you these things. Paul told us he didn't want us to sorrow like the pagans sorrow who have no hope. We have hope, hope of the resurrection. And even if you didn't know that your parents were born again before they died, how do you know they weren't? At the second before death happens, I think God could save a person. I know he could. So even if you don't have total assurance that they are born again, You don't really know that they weren't. This should bring you peace. It should also bring you peace to understand what happens when we die, that we fall asleep, and those who are born again fall asleep in Jesus. And we're not under the ground in a grave, sealed up in a coffin. One of my cousins called me to tell me her husband died and she was going to go visit his grave. And I said, why? Who are you trying to impress? Thurman's not there. The spirit of Thurman is not in that grave. The spirit of Thurman left that body at the moment he died. It isn't pertaining to this, but in James chapter 2, verse 26, there's a scripture which says, As the body without the spirit is dead, faith without works is dead. Well, the first part of that scripture shows us the truth. At the time of death, the spirit leaves that body. It's not under the ground in a grave. And Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14, that the spirit is asleep in Christ. And when Jesus returns with a shout, the dead in Christ will awaken. But I will never believe they're under that ground. As Christians, we must think about what we are doing. 
We can't just follow traditions that we lived in in the past, that other people live in. There is a tradition of men that I just won't participate in as a Christian. And that is when I go to dinner with someone and they take their drink glass and click it with another person's drink glass. I assume they're wishing each other well. I don't know what they actually think they're doing. It has no power. It's not of God. It's a pagan tradition of the world. I don't participate in that. Think about what you're doing as a Christian. There were two women I used to go to dinner with, and both of them would take their drink glass and they would hold it up in the air and click it together. But I didn't do that. I just sat there. They could tell I wasn't going to participate in this. No one ever asked me why. If they had, I would have told them. My luck does not come from what I do, clicking drink glasses together, eating black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. My luck doesn't come from that. I am a Christian. My being comes from God. In Him, I live and move and have my being. The world visits graves, but I don't visit graves. I don't decorate graves. I don't go to cemeteries on Memorial Day, which is a holiday in the United States where they decorate graves. That's the world. I testify not to death, but to resurrection through Jesus Christ. And inside me, it's resurrection through Jesus Christ. I'm not the way I used to be. I am born again by God. You're not the way you used to be if you're born again. Think about what you do. It's not that you're actually trying to show anyone else. It's what your conscience allows. My conscience does not permit me as a Christian to do these things. I'm not as the pagans who made up all of these ceremonies. Think about what you are now. While I was recording the first part of this message, my internet was out, and my Bible is on internet, so now let's go back and look at some scriptures that pertain to this message. Please turn with me to Philippians 3, verse 13. The Apostle Paul says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high 
calling of God in Christ Jesus. We are born again. We go forward. We don't let our minds go backward to what we were before we were born again. Except in the example of teaching from biblical standpoint. But we don't sit and think on how we were raised as a child. We think on what the Bible says. And we go forward in the doctrines of the Bible. And some of the things might be how we were raised as a child. And some things we have to uproot and take on Christ, which is the Word, as Christians. I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 11. I believe there's a scripture here that might show us how some people will depart from Christ toward the end time and drift back to the life they had before they were born again. Let's look at Hebrews 11. Start at verse 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, in verse 13, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. And that's the key verse, 15. If you have a mind full of the past, of thinking of the past. And now you're born again. Beware, you might have opportunity to return to the past and give up what you have inherited. Because it says in the end times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So Paul warns us about looking backward. When God sent the two angels to Sodom to get Lot and his family out of Sodom before God destroyed Sodom because of the wickedness 
in Sodom. The angels literally took hold of the hand of Lot and his wife and his two daughters and transported them out of Sodom so they would not be consumed and destroyed by the judgment that was coming upon Sodom. And the angel told him not to look back. Lot's wife looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt. She couldn't enter in because she disobeyed and looked back. We have to go forward. Press forward in Christ. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's a new life. You're dead to the old life. At the time you are born again, the old life, it died. The person you were died. And now you are recreated in the image of Christ, the Word of God. And we go forward in that. Now, for those who have relatives who've died, we know that spirit that we recognize as that person isn't in that dead body. James chapter 2, verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead. The spirit is the thing that makes that person that person. When that spirit goes, that body is dead. James chapter 2, verse 26. Now let's look at what Jesus said about death. It's in John 11. The story of the death of Lazarus. Lazarus was sick. And they called for Jesus, and he didn't go immediately. He waited because Lazarus was going to be an example of the glory of God. Lazarus died. And Jesus said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. When he, Jesus, heard, therefore, that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days in the same place where he was. He gave Lazarus time to die. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. He says, Lazarus, our friend, sleepeth. But I go that I may awaken him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleeps, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. Jesus spoke of death being falling asleep, which is what it is. 
But they thought that he had spoken of taking his rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And Jesus, with a loud voice, called out, Lazarus, come forth. He hadn't been buried underground. He had been put in a tomb and the, a rock in front of the tomb. Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said to those who were there watching, Loose him and let him go. Death is like falling asleep. When my aunt had a stroke, she called me. She was born again. She'd even been taken into heaven once, and she said it was all golden. And she said to me, what do you think death is? And I said, it's a falling asleep. It's like Lazarus. He fell asleep when he died. And she says, well, that's what I believe. Look, please, at First Thessalonians chapter Start at verse 13. Paul says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, concerning those who are dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That spirit leaves that body. Where does it go? Paul tells us in this verse 14, them also which sleep in Jesus. Basically, that spirit leaves that dead body, the body at the time it dies. The spirit leaves and sleeps in Jesus. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not go before them which are dead. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I really believe the dead spirit is sleeping in Christ, as Paul said. And when Jesus comes back with a shout, with the trump of God, The dead will awaken and rise with Jesus into the air and then later be taken to the new heaven and new earth described in Revelation 21. For we will not have these fleshly bodies 
in the new heaven, new earth. 1 Corinthians 15, start at verse 48. Paul tells us this. We will be changed into a new heavenly body, which is in the image of God, who is a spirit. You can read that in 1 Corinthians 15, starting at verse 48. The dead who are asleep in Christ will be awakened when Christ appears. But we will all be taken to the new heaven and the new earth in our new spiritual bodies because we will be changed. It says in the blink of an eye, in the twinkling of an eye, that fast, if you will blink, that's how fast we will be changed into those new spiritual bodies. This fleshly body will not be there, cannot be there. Corruption cannot inherit incorruption. It's another body, a spiritual body. We'll read 1 Corinthians 15 where Paul speaks about this new spiritual body that we will have in heaven. Start at verse 47, 1 Corinthians 15. The first man is of the earth, earthy, born in the image of your parents. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Verse 49, And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, die. When Jesus returns, there will be many who have died and are asleep in Christ, but there will also be some who are living on this earth when Jesus returns. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So we're going to be given a new spiritual body. This flesh that we know right now will not go into heaven with us. It would be impossible. 
Why? Because of the flesh we have pain. There will be no pain in heaven. Because of the flesh we have death. And there will be no death in heaven. Reading at Revelation 21, what it will be like in the new heaven and new earth which God has created for his people. Revelation 21 verse 1. This is a report of the Apostle John. Verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. We're going to have these new spiritual bodies that are not subject to death. They will not be subject to pain as our current physical body is. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. As Christians, we renew our mind to the Holy Bible, which shows us things to expect in heaven and the truth about death and the Spirit of God and our spirit, which makes us the person that we are. It's not the flesh. It's the spirit that is within us who is us. And when death occurs, that spirit leaves the body, the dead body. So why go to a grave? No, you have to see the resurrection. You have to see it as that dead person is no longer in that body. That dead person is asleep in Christ when he belongs to God. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.